0: Welcome to Tony's Take Podcast. Welcome to the Tony's Take Podcast, episode 337. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Offroad Andy. Hello. And Tony Katz. Hello. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and check out our sports podcast right after this. We've got some good stuff to get to today. Uh, We're going to start off with a Tony story.
1: Oh yeah. So I got a, just a couple small little stories here over the weekend. So on a Friday I uh, texted my cousin and her husband who I think we've now decided that we can just all call cousins. Cause that's how the Mediterranean's do it. The Greeks, the Italians, cause it is always weird to be like, Oh, it's my cousin's husband. But it's like, and he's also my friend. Like we actually became buddies in high school before he even knew I was his girlfriend and uh, his girlfriend's cousin. <laughs> no. <laughs> that was I I accidentally said we were friends in high school before he found out I was his girlfriend in high school
0: I did okay that went right over my head I guess.
1: yeah it was I meant to say I we were friends in high school before I found out that his girlfriend in high school was my cousin
0: nice uh, Freudian
1: slip there Tony yeah I mixed some words up that really uh, gave us a good chuckle here but uh
0: put that whew, on the best of anyway. Andy
1: I always, it's always funny to say, because I'm always like, oh, it's my cousin's husband. But it's like, he is my friend is basically what I was getting at. But then it is almost easier to just be like, ah oh, he's your cousin. So anyway, <laughs> I uh, went over, I had texted them and my actual cousin was going to a concert that night. So he was just sitting watching. They have two twin boys, about 15 months old. Uh, and I was like, oh, you know, preseason football was on TV. I didn't want to just be sitting at home. So I'm like, hey, you know what? I'll come over, watch some TV, you know, have a you know couple drinks, whatever. And just, you know, enjoy the fact that it's Friday. So right when I get over there, the first thing that uh, happens is my cousin's there with her friend that they're going to, they were going to a country concert and she's, it's about like 5.15, 5.20 and she's all like, okay, so Matt has to drop us off somewhere so you're just going to stay with the boys and I'm like, excuse me, I've never watched any child by myself in my whole life, let alone two that can walk around and do whatever, but I was like, you know what, I'm up for the challenge, so... Thankfully, my cousin's husband was only gone for about 30, 35 minutes and I, uh, I held my ground, took some funny videos. So anybody that follows me on Instagram might've saw them or if they want, they can just DM me and I can send you them. They're funny videos, <laughs> but, uh, it went well and it was funny too. Cause my cousin was like, okay, at first she's like, give them these, which was little like treats to kind of calm them down, but they fucking finish it in like, thir- like you know, two minutes. So I'm like, okay, well, what about the other 28 minutes? And then she gave me like these little treats. So I literally got to the point where every time I thought one of them was starting to like maybe get a little fussy, I'd give them these treats like they were just dogs and just like hand them and they're, they're twin boys, but they're not identical. And one is mellow and I can, I can handle him honestly on my own. But the other one is the one that's the kind of a pain in the ass. And so he was the one I had my focus on. Like I cannot let this one freak out. And uh, thankfully everything was good. And it, it came in just in time because uh, when, my, when my buddy returned, um, it was shortly after where the one uh, kid that I was worried about did start freaking out. And it was just a lot of crying over the course of the next like 30 minutes, 45 minutes. But it was also dinner time, which was what I was a little worried about because I'm like, you're going to give me these kids when they're fucking hungry? Like, what am I supposed to do? And they're past the stage where, you know, you don't I mean you hand them a bottle still so, but it's not that's not their dinner anymore i mean they actually are at the point now where you cut up a little bit of stuff and you know you're almost giving them they're basically almost giving them human food at this point so yeah but uh there was that and then the other quick little thing i had was i um uh, unfortunately won't have a visual or a, a photo for the or for the people listening to uh to see uh but i showed Andy and Sean so they have a i they at least have the visual of it but uh on Sunday night I got went over to my I was over at my buddy's house I was picking up my car and my buddy happened to get home at the same time him and his wife or his uh, uh fiance and um their uh their you know eleventh month uh child uh they were getting home and said my hellos and then I was at my car and then about twenty seconds later ten seconds later, my buddy starts yelling my name he's like Tony Tony so I'm like, what and i he's like get over here." We get to, I go to run over to his front door where he's standing with his fiance and his child. And there is a spider that it actually, it was a tarantula. It was a legit tarantula. And, you know, they live in Orange County. They're out in like kind of in the hills, but uh, even still, you summertime, you see a lot of big spiders, but not this big. I mean, this was a massive spider full on tarantula. And I even had posted it on my Instagram story. And I even said the same thing that Andy said when he actually saw it was, I was like, are we in orange County or are we in Australia? Because that's really what it looked like. And it was it, I kept saying in the video, you can hear me say it for the video that I have that I took of it saying, is this a Halloween decoration? Cause that's what it feels like. And even when I showed Sean, the first thing he said was that's not real. And it's like, yeah, it, it really did look like a legit Halloween decoration Biggest spider I've probably ever seen in the wild. Like I'm sure as yeah, a kid. You don't see those here. No, definitely not. And even in the hills where these people live. I mean, it's like you, you'll you come across a bunch of random stuff like snakes, other animals. Never what? spiders that big.
2: When I lived uh, in that area, I saw some scorpions sometimes and that freaked me out. Like, yeah. shit, scorpions? Fuck.
1: So my aunt, when she lived in, San, Johnson. When my aunt lived in San Diego, she lived also in a canyon and she stepped on a scorpion in her garage. So yes. Yeah. And my mom had a, when she lived in wildemar, which was also like some boonies Canyon area, uh, they saw, they would get some scorpions also. So yeah, scorpions are definitely, um, they're out there, but, uh, yeah, pretty wild. Uh, like I said, that was probably the biggest spider I've seen in the wild. Uh, I've never, I mean, I think I've probably, you know, been to those things before where I've been to some birthday parties as a kid where it's like, Oh, and here's a, Seven foot tarantula or something like that. Maybe not that big, but seven foot. Yeah, <laughs> <Now> <laughs> Here's like a a big tarantula, and then like here's you know like a twelve foot python. You know, I, I went to some of those parties as a kid. You know, but uh, yeah, crazy nonetheless. And then the the funny thing too is that uh um my friend's fiance she was all worried like is it gonna jump and let's just say if that thing would have jumped I think there would have been like three different screams people would have heard that night. You would have thought it was a murder taking place because I know for sure I would have screamed at that thing jumped because a spider that size now jumping, that's just a whole new ball game. But, uh, thankfully it didn't, it, uh, took, uh, it took its end. Well, let's just say, uh, that spider is no longer with us because my buddy was not going to risk that thing getting in the house and I do not blame him whatsoever. So, uh, yeah, that's just my yeah. quick little, Fun uh, story. I'll have plenty more spooky stories when we get to October, so be sure to listen to those podcasts.
0: It's basically here, but yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. All right, well, very good. Um, And yeah, that was a a very large spider, uh, tarantula, uh, what have you. Um, Robbie Robertson, 80 years old.
2: Yes, Robbie Robertson of The Band uh, passed away this week, so uh, usually we don't talk too much about Music here, um, and so their
0: song was made famous, and they're actually called the band yes. made famous by at least for me,
2: Starsky and Hutch. Okay, called the Wait. Yeah, that's a very famous song. Um, but I think that the big reason I'm bringing up here is the connection to movies, uh, specifically Martin Scorsese. So, uh, so the band, if you didn't know, were a backing band for Bob Dylan for a few years. Uh, before going out on their own. Yeah, but Andy, and, who ha- who wasn't? Yeah, well, that, that's yeah, pretty important because that's uh, kind of part of Bob Dylan's history there. He didn't have a backing band for quite a while. Um, but yeah, then they went on and had their own career and put out a bunch of albums. Uh, and then in 1976, they decided to uh, end playing music and they uh, filmed their last concert and they uh, hired a, uh, a young filmmaker named Martin Scorsese to film it. Uh, and that uh, ended up be, being the movie The Last Waltz, a very famous concert movie, which uh, I'd never seen. So I was like, ah, now that this guy died, I, like, I should check this out. And it is, uh, it is on Tubi. Uh, so I watched it on Tubi. And it is a very interesting look at a point in time. And that that concert had a million guests like Neil Young and Van Morrison and Ringo Starr pops up, uh, Neil Diamond and then uh, Bob Dylan, of course. Um, and it was it was very interesting that these are guys from like the late 60s, early 70s, and this was filmed in 76. That it was kind of like the end of an era for them, for that era of music. And that was, you know, 40 years ago and or 45 years ago. Um, and then seeing that like, okay, these guys were in their 30s or something and now that – most of the, the people there are either dead or are in their 70s or 80s. So just kind of, yeah, very, very interesting watching that. I mean, like, this was kind of the end of an era for something that happened 45 years ago. And here we still are. I have uh, to put that on my list on
0: uh, Tubi, which I recently downloaded. Because, uh, as you know, I should, I have the, I'm a 65-year-old man at, in my mind. So I love that kind of music uh, way more than... Anything of today, so
2: I'm yeah, watch
0: that, Andy. You inspired me.
2: Um, but the the relationship between Robertson and Martin Scorsese like lasted like the entire in, their entire lifetimes after that point, uh, including the Killers of the Flower Moon score which was scored by Robertson before he died here. Uh, so that movie's not even out. So it, it's done. People have seen it. It was been at a festival, uh, but that's pretty crazy. That uh, you know it's Last, I mean, he was suffering from cancer and was still producing this work. Uh, but yeah, he he worked on a lot of different movies with Scorsese, uh, either you know making the score, supplementing the score, picking out music, which is like, wow, that's that's pretty great because that's kind of a big part of Scorsese's movies is is the music that's in it, um, not necessarily the original scores, but just pulling songs like that's huge. So like, of course, like Eric Clapton's also another one of the guests of there. We talked about all Goodfellas and stuff. Are
0: the Stones in there? Because yeah, they're in every Scorsese. No,
2: movie. so they none, none of them made an appearance there. They probably just weren't you know around in in, in at the moment. Maybe they're on their own tour or something. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure what their were. relationship to to them was. But um, but yeah, even something like um, Wolf of Wall Street, where that doesn't have a score at all, but it has a ton of music in there. And there's even like music that was like not popular at all. That like uh, I know that one of the one of the bands in there were like, "We got a call from Martin Scorsese, like what like how does he even know who we are?" And said, so it, "It probably came from Robbie Robertson just checking out everything he can find uh, to find bands to help to put into movies and stuff. So um, yeah, he's had a big impact on the film industry um, as well as music. so
0: Very good. Yeah, I like that band, and it's you know, under the radar with the name, because yeah, you know it's
2: a kind of a who's on
0: first thing. All right, let's move over to, uh, speaking of Halloween, Tony, uh, Universal Horror Nights.
2: Uh, they announced the uh, the lineup for this year's uh-huh. Mazes. And uh, what, what's neat about that is, you know, Universal has a ton of horror movies and stuff to pull from. But they really like to work with everyone and get stuff from all kinds of different companies. So uh, this year, the lineup includes uh, The Last of Us, which would be really interesting. And that's, it's an HBO show, a Sony video game, so nothing to un- do with Universal. Uh, Stranger Things, specifically Stranger Things season four, is one of that was going to be one of the uh, things there. Um, ne- that's of course Netflix. Uh, the Exorcist, inspired by the new Exorcist movie. Uh, I don't know what that'll be because the Exorcist isn't like monsters and stuff that are going to jump out at you. But yeah, I, all,
1: I mean, same. I feel like all it really can be with that is that you kind of walk into the room when she's getting like possessed or something, or else. I mean, it is just one character, but then again, isn't. The next one also—it's
2: going to be based on the new movie, okay. but again, that's it's the same premise. So um, there'll be two girls. Yeah, uh, they're also doing Chucky, classic one right there, uh, and Evil Dead Rise. So maybe from this year, they're going to base a, a event thing on, on that. So uh, that could be cool. But um, I've never done these things. I've done so. Universal always has one permanently that I've that I've done, um, and. It's it's tough for me. I don't like it. I don't. Think, I don't think I like these. Uh, but I like the pageantry of it. I don't know. I think it's interesting recreating these these things from these horror franchises. But um, yeah, it's a pretty good lineup. I know a few years ago they did a Killer Clowns one, which is like, <clears throat> damn, I wanted to see that. I could, oh, yeah, I'd have to do that. I mean, I watched it on YouTube. So, but
1: when was the last time any of you went to a like a horror nights like this, like through the mazes and I've, stuff?
2: I've said so I've been I've been to Universal. They have a permanent one and i went so like
0: when was the last years time? Ago? a couple years ago Four what about you ago? Sean? i went to not scary farm i think when i was in like middle school
1: so i, I went to uh, not scary farm in middle school and then the last time i went to one of these would have been october of 2019 and we went to universal horror nights and i remember we went on a saturday we was a bunch of friends of ours we took a party bus down there and it was so busy that the only maze I was able to go through was the Walking Dead maze, and it wasn't even that good. And I remember just being like, That's "Well, this the permanent sucks. one, yeah, yeah." So I couldn't even like. I'm talking like hour and a half waits for mazes. So uh, for anybody out here listening, I recommend don't go on. Honestly, if you're going to go to this, like you know, you go with a group of friends if you can. I know it's not easy to do, but go on a weeknight if you can because Fridays and Saturday nights especially I think we went on a Saturday it was it, it, it's just so busy to the point where it's not even fun cuz i mean it's it's too busy the lines are too long and you know it's just not a good time so that's my advice
0: for anybody You know i did go to the haunted Queen Mary thing a couple years ago mm. Yeah, yeah i've never i've never me. been to that I have it's I've heard it's pretty good it was good it was cool i was more interested in like being able to go on the ship you're like uh, asking the ghosts, like, so how was it actually? How was the food service here? Yeah, exactly. Um, I forgot about that. Can that you was, show me, that me the was boiler was room? Neat.
2: Can I talk to some ghosts down there? Yeah.
0: Um, but one of them, like you had to crawl through like a hole in a closet in a, uh, like a guest room. So that was where it got yeah. kind of crazy because you're on all fours. Uh, I forgot about that. You that would be a good one. They, four they years ago. should have
2: made a, a barbarian one. Oh, we just uh, keep going down into the basement. And then yeah. someone's finally down there.
0: And you just have to take a big elevator up or climb a ladder. <laughs> you
1: first meet some yeah. guy in there, they're like, oh, you mind if I join you guys on this maze? <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm on the same
2: maze
0: with you. I don't, could you have a giant, old, naked lady? You could, yeah.
2: Gross. We saw a Babadook in Just in the Wild, remember? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the, at the bars that
1: night. That you can was do funny. anything you want. God, I couldn't believe that. That was <laughs> that was one of those nights where I remember we were watching. Uh, that wasn't the same night Bowser ate the chocolate, was it?
2: I don't think so. I don't know.
1: No, because I remember the it night maybe. when that happened, it was spontaneous because I remember we were just watching horror movies and all of a sudden it was like eight o'clock or nine o'clock and some friends were like, let's go to the district. And we, we did. And <laughs> that's right. That's where we saw the Baba Duke. I don't think but, it
2: was Halloween. Was it on Halloween night? I think it, it was, yeah. None of us were dressed up or anything.
1: No, I remember. I think we just threw like random stuff on. But yeah, no, that guy was, yeah, the Baba Duke. Mm-hmm because i think halloween was on like a tuesday that year or something or like a monday even so it was like not a big go out night so that's why um we did that like this year halloween's on a wednesday i believe so i don't know pretty good I'll tell you. i think so i'm usually i usually know yeah would, oh taco booze day whoa yeah <laughs> That's, yeah, when that's when we record the podcast, pod. Yeah. Right? Oh. Oh yeah. We're gonna have to
2: uh, do a day. I think it'll
1: probably be better that week. Maybe to do it on Monday. November first. Maybe talk about or Halloween after, or maybe yeah. Monday before. Yeah,
2: that's a good day. We'll too. figure it out. Day of the Dead.
1: So yeah, November first. Also, one thing I remember as a kid was I had a, in high school one time. I think I had a dentist appointment on November first. That's the oh, day whoosh. you do not want a dentist appointment. Yeah. Candy as a kid court. especially still in He's
2: your like, teeth. Give out. me all the candy you have right now. I need to dump it. I'm like this is the day I have the most candy. Yeah. All right, well, let's move on and talk about King of the Hill. So, yeah, we have an- another death to report on here. Uh, uh, voice actor from the King of the Hill, Johnny Hardwick, plays Dale. He uh, passed away at 64. And uh, what's interesting is they they were in the process of bringing King of the Hill back. So uh, they brought Futurama back. So they got to just get the entire Fox lineup back. Um, and they said they think he's recorded... Yeah, definitely he's recorded lines for the new season. Yeah, I'm just reading
1: that now. It, d- it says that he uh, re- did record some of the Hulu, revi- some of the revival stuff before his death.
2: So, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen there. A couple, um, of,
1: Just a couple episodes, though.
2: Yeah, I was, I was interested in this project because they were actually going to advance it into time. Uh, I think there were 13 seasons of this show. Uh, but, it, of course, like a lot of cartoons, they never got older. Um, and I think this new revival was going to be a few years into the future, like to see what that ended up being. Uh, I don't know what the status of this is now. He's, he's an integral part of the show. Um, with voice actors, you can replace them, but that's gets into the territory. Is this, is this appropriate or not? But, um, yeah, it's, it, it's sad At 64 is not, is not, uh, old. It's, it's, it's definitely an early. What was the th- reasoning? Uh, I don't know. And it sounds like you know he lived alone and they It sounds like he had problems because I just saw that they said
1: he got it was a welfare check. Well that so a welfare
2: check is when if you're trying to get a hold of someone and yeah, it's maybe, been days and they're like yeah. they will the co- the cops will come and break your door down to because they don't want you, you know, rotten away for weeks. But I don't I don't know if we know if he was in there for had it been a week or something. Um but yeah, pretty Ugh, pretty rough there. Yeah. But yeah, definitely, one of the great one of the great conspiracy theorists uh, of our time. Even though he's a fictional character, just uh, never trusted the government in any way. So he was ahead of his time, I would say. Yeah, again, a fictional character, but
1: I
0: never really so. watched that show. I've seen it,
1: but I didn't either. I, I I saw it too, and I'm surprised I didn't like watch it more. But I yeah, I never was into King of the Hill.
0: I always thought it was weird that it just sat out front or like stood out front <laughs> and like had a beer, like staring at the street,
2: but. Guess that's what but now that you're in your 30s, you think that's like the coolest thing you could do? <laughs> yeah. Well, if you could get away with it. Yeah. Just after work and you, you well, don't even say anything to each other.
0: It
1: looks that like the where point. they were from, they could get away with that. I don't know where, what state they did live in, but it's definitely oh, it's Texas, somewhere in the country. Yeah, sure. was,
2: yeah. Dallas suburbs. And great Texas show. All right.
0: Well, uh, Andy, talk to me.
2: Uh, <laughs> sure. So uh, talk to me. A, a horror movie that came out a few weeks ago I talked about on this podcast. I said it was... The best one I've seen all year and, you know, really just really high quality. Very excited to have a new property here. Uh, This is going to be a franchise most likely. Uh, They have said they already filmed a prequel. I don't know what that means, but they filmed stuff that takes place before the movie, according to the directors, and just kind of for fun because they were in the middle of making the movie. But is there enough for a prequel? So there's no, there's no like uh, studio backing that, but they've said they filmed stuff. But they've also said they came up with all kinds of ideas for a f- the future of the franchise, if the, if anyone wants to be part of that. So, uh, I think that's, uh, pretty cool that, you know, the, this movie kind of came out of nowhere. Is it a, a decent success? How do uh, you, and I'm starting to see, how do you what? find
0: an embalmed hand? I
2: uh, will have to see in the prequel, I guess, but I think it was being passed around. This
0: is my grandfather's um, hand. He wanted me to have it in to the group. will.
2: Um, but so after uh, I talked about it on that podcast, uh, Tony and I ended up watching some of their, their YouTube videos because the people who made this movie were uh, YouTubers oh, yeah. before. And I'm thinking, oh, they made like some good tasteful horror shorts. Uh, and it turned out they primarily make movies about uh, – or make little short films about Ronald McDonald murdering children. Interesting.
1: <laughs> there was there was one where he's at a playground. No, uh, like, a, like a Chuck E. Cheese type place, like a playground inside and he – gets kind of attacked at first then ends up murdering like 10 children <laughs> but he's what? got that high-pitched scream that i don't know it's yeah it doesn't sound funny obviously but i don't know the australians have a different sense of humor
2: <laughs> but yeah what's interesting is that i've seen now on the internet different places people posting videos of that stuff one with like ronald and wendy uh, start killing people and it's yeah. like oh okay yeah I'm like, I know who did this. And then the comics are all like, these guys made a real horror movie. And it's like, yeah, that's pretty, pretty cool. Uh, you go from that to something that like real good filmmakers have commented on, said, Oh, this is the best horror movie I've seen this year, and you know, influential people like myself have talked about it as well. What streaming service will it go to? Showtime. It's an 824 oh, film. So no so one will see on it. Showtime in nine months. Yeah, it's it's awesome. one of the longest. Nine months? It's one of the longest. So I, I, uh, well, all yeah, that's
0: missing the window pretty big. Come back well, you're going to have to wait for the following yeah, Halloween. In
2: April. Louise. Uh, mm. It'll be like, available to rent uh, mm. and, and buy on, on a disc. They it uh, entice me with a, with a nice disc. Not purchase, my style. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, The Whale premiered on Showtime very recently. So that's, that's the delay uh, that came out last year.
0: Interesting. All right, well, you have a trailer for us.
2: I have a trailer for Maestro, Bradley Cooper's Maestro, his second film as a director, uh, also starring in this one. Uh, it is a biopic of Leonard Bernstein, one of the most famous composers uh, to ever live. Uh, it's coming out December 20th on Netflix, but it will be out in November in limited theaters. I think they're doing the same thing they did with uh, Glass Onion, which was very successful. Uh, I watched the trailer. I think it's going to be well made. Bradley Cooper's doing a little voice there. It, it is awards bait, like definitely. It's like, okay, movie about a real guy uh, who's an artist, and Bradley Cooper's doing a voice, and it takes place in the past, and you got some black and white. It's like... I've seen this movie a million times, but uh, I guess it'll be a million and one because I'll end up watching this one, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, and because it's Netflix, it will come out. Like they don't give a shit about any of the strike stuff. Like this is not going to be delayed. This will this will be out.
0: Yeah, they prefer to not do any press about it. They just slide it under the rug and like, hey, we released something. Go yeah. find it.
2: Good luck.
0: That sounds like yeah. a horror movie right there. And then
2: when you open Netflix. Yeah, they, they You open up Netflix and they pretend it's the most watched yeah. movie. This beat really out not.
0: everything okay. we've ever made. Just trust yeah. us. All right, well, interesting. Um, okay, well, we don't have a game this week. Um, I've been slacking on producing games, and I don't think Andy won't put one together. So we're going to get into what we've been watching. But before we do, that portion of the pod is brought to you by our good friends at thecliplessleash.com. Head over to thecliplessleash.com and pick up the dog leash you didn't know you needed. This leash works with your dog's current collar or harness. And when you plug in promo code, that Tony. is
1: T O N give
0: you 65% off just because they're friends of the pod. So head over to the cliplessleash.com and plug in promo code Tony for 65% off at checkout because it is the dog leash that you've been waiting for. All right. I have two, uh, not new ones, but two good ones. Andy?
1: I oh. got three here. Yeah. I don't have anything. because I'm going to be honest. I've just been back on a Simpsons nice. bender. Like I've just, okay. these are the times where I sometimes don't even have time to like watch like movies. Cause it's like, you know, I live with three other people. So it's like, or really like two other, I guess. And it's like, man, well, i just, out and about. I, I don't really like to just stay home, so I just kind of move around. But when I do come home, it's like I just find a lot of comfort in watching some good Simpsons episodes. So I, I've probably watched a dozen Simpsons episodes in the last week, but also we're getting to that time where sports is getting busy again. So sometimes that's what's on TV. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So well, take
2: Andy, it away, you have boys,
0: three. You said you want ahead. to lead us off?
2: Yeah, I'll just go with a TV show I watched one episode of, uh, Only Murders in the Building for its third season. Just watch that first one. Uh, you got Paul Rudd and Meryl Streep added to the cast, so uh, I enjoyed this this episode. It is the the end of uh, Steve Martin's career here, so we got another few weeks left with him. But uh, uh, seems like it's going to be a good season. So yeah, that's on that's on Hulu.
0: Yeah, I'll I'll get to it at some point. Uh, do you want to go every other, or what are you thinking?
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll just do... I'll do this one. This is a little tease oh. for my, my final film here. Uh, but I watched uh, Steven Spielberg's AI. Remember that uh, movie? Haley Steven Joel AI? with Yeah, with Haley, Haley Joel Osmond. So, the reason I watched it be, is because how it relates to Would my you watch last I, Robot? pick here. Um, Bison no, no, Bicentennial no, I'll tell Man? you why it relates when I get to it. Alright. I'll tell you why how it relates, but um, you know, just thinking of that kind of, those kind of themes there um but i watched this movie when it first came out like on vhs way back so i didn't watch it in theaters but i watched it you know whenever that was you know nine months later um and i was like i don't know this is a weird movie i don't know if this is good and that's kind of been the reputation i know spielberg's been very defensive about it um especially because like he, six months later minority report comes out and it's like also a future sci-fi movie and that movie is really good so it's like weird that at the same time we're making these two movies um, but if you didn't know the history of AI is this was a uh, Stanley Kubrick had been trying to make it for years. And he was like, I don't think you can make this movie. Uh, he didn't want to have a kid actor play, play the uh, robot boy because a kid actors suck. Um, he's like, I'll wait till there's like CGI that could just fully. HJO kid. But, brought it. Um, eventually he realized. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he eventually, he gave it to Spielberg. Cause he's like, well, Spielberg knows how to work with kids and knows how to do <laughs> this kind of stuff. And, uh, yeah, Haley Joel Osment's really good. The first 45 minutes of the movie are really, really good and interesting, uh, and then it goes into some weird places. And the last 20 minutes are very Kubrick, and it's more like uh, if you've seen 2001, where you're like, I don't know what's going on at all, but this is cool. That's kind of how that movie goes. But uh, yeah, just a very interesting. Thinking back, like I watched this movie when I was mm-hmm. 12. And you would think because it's a Spielberg movie and it's starring a kid that it's going to be a kid adventure movie. Uh, it's not that it, there's like content that's super inappropriate. I mean, I guess Jude Law does play a prostitute. Um, but I guess that's not, I, w- I think I understood that when I was 12 <laughs> at that point. Um, but just, yeah, really adult themes about, <laughs> uh, you know, existential themes that are, that are not for kids. Um, and when I talk about my last movie, you'll see why... You watch uh, k this, this relates. Um. No, no. No, no <laughs> one's watched K-Pax. It's yeah. not even a real movie. So Kevin
0: Spacey. He's like an alien or yeah, something? I don't know something. why I know that. They all came out around the same time, I, I think.
2: <laughs>
1: uh,
0: that's what I was going to uh, say. I feel like that's they did. Funny. <laughs> no, I, I think I saw AI when I was, uh, again, yeah, like 12 years old or something. But I honestly... I,
1: is that around the same time they all came out? Like, I feel like Bicentennial Man and like... Yeah, yeah it was, it was 2001, time. so I think, yeah. Y2K, like, thinking yeah, about yeah, like Y2 Y2K yeah. and stuff, like, yeah. yeah, Interesting.
0: All right, well, I can uh, I can do both of mine, and then you can close us out, Andy, if that works. So I've been good wanting good to watch... You guys know how I'm a fan of Gerard Butler, uh, but I'm also a fan of Bargains, and I'm not paying $5.99 to rent a movie at home, which is weird, because I'll pay, you know, 15 bucks to go drive somewhere and watch it. Um, but I was like, ah, I'm going to wait for this to drop and it never went on sale ever. Coincidentally, it's $10 to buy and still six bucks to rent. But I did a free trial of Amazon prime so I could wa- uh, then take a free trial of stars where it's streaming. So I watched it on, uh, on stars and they have nothing else worth watching that I haven't already seen. Plane, Gerard You're Butler, about plane, and of course, uh, it's exactly—I mean—he's modern times. Uh, I guess he—he's the new replacement for um, Liam Neeson. He just—you know—what he's going to do? He's going to whoop ass and he's going to save the day. And uh, it's like he's not Mike Banning, so he doesn't have these skills of you know being a CIA, uh, you know, or army ranger. But they show like a—you know—without giving much away, he. Punches someone uh, on a cell phone video, you know, earlier in his career, and he still got it. He, he's got it in this movie, even so. They crash land, and you know the island isn't safe, uh, so to speak. So they have to figure out how to get off the island. And uh, there's some special ops teams that get dropped in. It's it's a fun movie. It's a good movie. I mean, none of his movies really disappoint. Uh, he's he's really on a roll if you think about it. Not you know. A's, but a lot of B's in his career for action movies. That's that's all you can ask for. Um, it's it's phenomenal. Like I said, you can watch it on Stars, or if you feel like paying six bucks, you can rent it. Uh, it's an hour forty-seven, and uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, next, since we're on the uh, the free trial uh, season here, I watched Creed three on Amazon Prime. I've been wanting to watch this as well. I recently watched Creed one and two. Um, and I enjoyed the crap out of this. Oh, and last thing, I made a note of this and I forgot about it. Uh, for playing. there's a sequence where they bust out uh, a Barrett 50 cal sniper rifle, and I feel like, like if you play Call of Duty, you, you can get a call, you can get a, a 50 caliber sniper rifle, right? And it, it doesn't do justice. I think a lot of people probably think, oh, that's just a good big gun. No, no, no. You can shoot through cars with that goddamn, you know. M- tank gun basically they have that in plane and it's it's pretty awesome uh so very good action sequence towards the end of the movie with with one of those bad boys but moving back over to creed so number three in the series uh rocky lists which was a bummer for me just because i'm a big fan but fun this was a, a good movie all of these are they're all the same if you think about it. There's a bad guy, and he's bad, and he doesn't play by the rules, and he's bad. And did I tell you he's bad? And the only the good guy who's, you know, retired is going to is gonna beat him, but it's going to take everything he's got. But, you know, Americans and people in general, they can use these stories from time and again. It's, it's good to see these. So Jonathan Majors, who we've talked about on the show in the past, uh, is uh, the new bad guy, and... Uh, it's up to Michael Michael Jordan to to whoop his ass, and uh, they take the stage where Elton John and your Dodgers uh, play, and uh, he does just that. And yeah, I mean, you've seen one of these; you've seen them all. They're they're all the same story. Um, so, but they they're all you know fight scenes and ass whoopings. So
2: they're fun. You, you know what's a good thing about this one and other rockaboos as well is. You know, the last movie was he's fighting Drago's son. And it's like, this guy's a, an asshole. And he, he has a dirty hit on him in that second movie. And then in this one's like, oh, they're cool. They're buds. And they, they you know, compete yeah. against each other. And he's I think he's on his management I team think or whatever. I that's how guys it's, work. It's and like, I mean, Jonathan yeah, Majors cool. is Just now going to be back, his yeah. new best
0: friend. They're long-lost brothers. Um, if they make a fourth, he'll be in the movie as a good guy, assuming whatever. I don't remember the the situation, but assuming that gets well. squashed.
2: Well, nothing good has happened on his end. I feel like since nothing, there's been no good stories, it's not going to be good. If that goes away,
0: he'll be back and he'll be, you know, his pal and he'll be his godfather to his son or something. Um, Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's a solid movie. Um, Good motivational kind of a movie. Um, I could watch these kinds of things all day long. Action movies, boxing movies. It's good stuff and you can check that out on amazon prime or mgm plus if anyone in the world has that
2: yeah what a weird thing i mean that's because amazon owns mgm So, like why even why does no that exist knows. but
0: <laughs> no one knows yeah but yeah that's about it uh, you want to close this out off-road
2: <clears throat> yeah uh i finally went and saw the biggest movie in the world I saw Barbie on uh, – they put it back into the Dolby Theater, which was nice because I think Gran Turismo was supposed to get those Dolby screens, but that ended up getting delayed. Uh, so I ended up seeing it on, in, in the best format you could possibly see it. But uh, I wanted to wait a while because I didn't want to go with all the crowds. I think it would be – I just would feel weird. But I could Did not escape that feeling peak. when, you know, I, I picked my tickets. Of course not, no. Um, but I went to an, an, an empty screening. Uh, at least when I bought the tickets five minutes before the showtime and, you know, about a couple minutes before the movie's about to start, a couple, like, older women sit <laughs> right next to me and I'm like, oh, shit. And this, the movie filled up. I think I, that shows you how popular this is. is that there's people. There's walk-ups. You don't get walk-ups at the movie theater anymore, but now you're getting people just go. I'm going to go see the movie. It tells you how long I've been in the movies. Yeah. yeah. You, you, that's how you bought a ticket back in the day. Not for the last, like, five years. <laughs> yeah, holy shit. Uh, you buy them on I the mean, app. and I really don't know the last movie I saw in theaters. Yeah. Um but as far as the movie goes. Ramon
0: from Seinfeld is in this.
2: What? <laughs> okay. Is that a real thing? Or are you <laughs> Yeah?
0: The what? pool guy, Ramon. Yeah, I know who
2: you're talking about. He's in the movie.
0: <laughs> That's what it says. Okay.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I didn't I didn't notice that. That's it, hilarious.
0: But, I'm just um, rifling through the, the yeah. cast in here.
2: But anyway, as far as the movie goes, I think it's it's very good. Uh it is funny. It is Good to look at, like very well made, good production, good colors. And it has interesting themes. So I think it kind of hits on all fronts there. Um, So there's definitely good comedy. The Kens are very funny, Ryan Gosling being the the primary Ken there. Uh, A lot of good jokes at his expense, which I think is what turned off some people. Some uh, conservative commenters have been like this movie – is bad because it hates men, but it's like, no, it's making good jokes, jokes that, uh, jokes that I felt personally, it's like, (laughs) and I was like, wow, I can't believe, a reference that most of the, I'm sure most of the audiences don't get, but like one of them that Sean will get here, is one of the, one of the Kens is explaining, like one of the Barbies is like, oh, that's the Godfather, I've never seen that, and then the, the Ken explains, Oh, well, The Godfather is brilliant. It's really about the clash between uh, Coppola and uh, Robert Evans and how they're able to – just going into it. It's like – Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a funny joke about how uh, men overexplain things. Sometimes they get very passionate. I,
1: I've been and guilty of that
2: a few times, I, mean, I admit. mean, we do a podcast about – and we talk about sports and shit. I, I yeah. get into that. And there was one that was even more specific and more of a reference that people wouldn't get that I was like, oh, that hits me hard because I would say something like that. It involved a, a guy listening to a vinyl record. So, yeah. Get there. Um,
1: was it a hey, midget man? <laughs> <laughs> it was
2: not that one. <laughs> definitely not that. I think that's a Tony remix right hard. there. Yeah. yeah,
0: well, what how does he say it? Yeah, it's just like let me hold you, midget man, or something.
1: Yes, from, uh, the, the uh, walk hard sound. It's the only vinyl that Andy's played for us here yes. at uh <laughs> at the Coupa de Andy.
0: Well, and to be fair, Andy re recorded it himself uh in his
2: garage, <laughs> sure. Yeah, um. But yeah, to get into actually like the plot of this movie is interesting and I don't know how appropriate it is for kids. So this is where I'm going to compare it to the, the it's film. It's right, PG-13. Um, yeah, it's not adult content, but it is uh, the, the plot here is Barbie starts having in, in Barbie land starts having thoughts that don't make sense. Thoughts about. Uh, her place in the world and, and it's starting to like affect her life in Barbie land. And she goes to visit a different Barbie variation who tells her that, uh, you know, someone in the real world is like projecting these thoughts onto her and she needs to go into the real world and uh, find out what's going on. And from there she goes on her adventure into the real world. Uh, Ken tags along, which is a uh, hilarious and uh, Ken discovers, how the real world is actually, you know, better for him than Ken in Barbie Land is just Ken, who's just an accessory to Barbie. But in our real world, Ken could so, – as someone who looks like Ryan Gosling, what could he accomplish, right? So that's kind of where uh, the movie goes from there. But it is uh, dealing with a lot of issues of where people belong, uh, the relationship between men and women in, in modern times. uh existentialism, existentialism um, what it is to be human. Like, what is actually, what is this Barbie? If she's a toy, but she also has her own world that she lives in. But does she want to have the real human experience? It's like, this is deep shit for, like, if you brought brought an eight, eight-year-old to this, I don't think it'd be engaging with any of this part of the movie. Um, but the movie has fun colors and song songs and good dances and funny jokes so it does still work for i think all audiences but it is a fascinating movie um, if you want to
0: do a double feature with your kid take him to see barbie and then what uh rent uh, only god forgives with uh <laughs> <laughs> with <Yeah>. him
2: <laughs> but like yeah it reminded me a lot of like ai or pleasantville or even free guy is probably a really good comparison to a movie that came a couple years mm-hmm. ago um kind of same kind of thing of like
0: just bright, vibrant. Little,
2: yeah, maybe a little deeper. Yeah, you suck. You suck them in with the like weird world, and then it's like, okay, but what, where do normal people feel it, fit into it and stuff like that? So, um, yeah. But I, I wasn't surprised that it was this good and this deep because uh, I knew the filmmakers, uh, Noah Baumbach.
0: You know him personally.
2: Very well. I, I know who they they are. Noah Baumbach's been uh, making indie movies for thirty years. Um, and I thought like that'd be great to see like a trailer be like from the guy who made Marriage Story, and it's like, well, that's the reality. This is, this is the the writer of Marriage Story, uh, a very adult themed movie about a bitter divorce. Also made the Barbie movie, so that's just that's just where we are as a people. Full circle. Yeah.
0: All right. Uh, anything else to add?
2: Uh, that is it.
0: All right. Well, you've been listening to. Episode three hundred and thirty-seven of the Tony Steak Podcast. I'm Sean, and joined with me we had Off Road Andy.
2: Uh, thank you,
1: and Tony Katz. Yes, thanks for listening.
0: We'll see you later.